About 60% of the human body consists of water. We need water to survive. But sadly, not everyone has access to good water. In the border town of Tijuana, Mexico, the people there are in the midst of a water crisis. There are remote homes in Tijuana that do not have access to city water, but individuals bring in trucked water daily. This makes it a necessary expense, a pricey expense, but all of Tijuana is in a hard situation. The town gets its water supply from the Colorado River, and the river has been shrinking for years. The drought in the area is not making things easier. Even city water can dry up, forcing individuals to make the unexpected expense for trucked-in water. The Mexican government states they are seeking to help, but progress is slow in coming. Let's ask the Lord that these individuals find clean water, but also that they receive the living water, Jesus Christ, from whom springs eternal life. This is Haven Today, here on a Tuesday. And I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a series we began yesterday called 10,000 Miles with Paul. The city was a hub of economic and political activity. It attracted travelers from all over the world. But it was a very worldly place. All the temptations the world has to offer were found there. And as far as religion went, you could take your pick. Or better yet, choose the best parts of all kinds of religions to create something of your own. You might be surprised to learn I'm not describing New York City, Toronto, L.A., or any other city in North America. I'm describing Corinth, the ancient Greco-Roman city we read about in our Bibles. Just one of so many other stops on Paul's journey around the ancient world to plant churches, to preach the gospel. In a moment, we're going to visit this church and we'll see how the Lord saved Corinthian people for his glory. And even as we're looking at the life of the Apostle Paul, I'd like you to have the special DVD that we have for your gift to this listener-supported ministry. The DVD is called In the Footsteps of Paul. I'm David Suchet, and I'm on a journey around the Mediterranean, following in the footsteps of a man who 2,000 years ago traveled more than 10,000 miles around the Roman world on foot, and many, many more by sea. Paul is said to have returned to Jerusalem to try and convince the leadership of the Jesus movement that whatever his crimes against them in the past, he was now on their side. That God had chosen him to be an apostle, on a par with the disciples who had actually known Jesus. It must have been a difficult sell. Perhaps unsurprisingly, the leadership suggested that their former persecutor would be of most use to them away from Jerusalem, back in his home city of Tarsus in modern-day Turkey. That's the voice of British actor and fellow Christian David Suchet, as you'll hear and see him in a two-part documentary called In the Footsteps of Paul. This well-produced film series originally aired on the BBC, and it will take you to places where Paul traveled that you've never been before. From Jerusalem to Syria 
to modern-day Turkey and on into Europe, I know this documentary will greatly bless you as you watch. After the program, may I invite you to call us and make your gift for this two-part DVD in the footsteps of Paul. The number is 800-654-2836. Or come to our website, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And now let's get started with today's program. I want us to listen together to a song by Mac Brock. How can I say it as well When my voice can barely speak How can I sing you a song In the midst of suffering Jesus, will you meet me here Let your peace wash over me I need you now more than ever Teach my soul to sing My God is still in control And still He reigns on His throne Though mountains may tremble And sea billows roll I'll sing it is well
Well, do we need to hear that today? Still in control by Mac Brock. Here on this Haven Today, I'm Charles Morris, 10,000 miles with Paul. And on this day, we arrive in Corinth. The year was AD 49, and the Roman Emperor Claudius had just expelled all Jews from the city of Rome. Some form of the Christian message had arrived in this city, and it was leading to unrest in the synagogues. So the emperor kicked them all out. Among the Jewish Christians who fled from Rome, a couple of tent makers, a man named Aquila, and his wife, whose name was Priscilla. They arrived in Corinth, and there, in the providence of God, they met the great apostle. Surely it was a happy meeting, but even in Corinth, there would be trouble. Let's hear the story as told by Dr. Luke, who wrote the book of Acts, and is read for us by our tour guide. David Suchet. After this, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. There he met a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had ordered all Jews to leave Rome. Paul went to see them, and because he was a tent maker as they were, he stayed and worked with them. Every Sabbath he reasoned in the synagogue, trying to persuade Jews and Greeks. When Silas and Timothy came from Macedonia, Paul devoted himself exclusively to preaching, testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Messiah. But when they opposed Paul and became abusive, he shook out his clothes in protest and said to them, Your blood be on your own heads. I am innocent of it. From now on, I will go to the Gentiles. Then Paul left the synagogue and went next door to the house of Titius Justus, a worshipper of God. Crispus, the synagogue leader, and his entire household believed in the Lord, and many of the Corinthians who had heard Paul believed and were baptized. One night, the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. For I am with you, and no one is going to attack or harm you, because I have many people in this city. So Paul stayed in Corinth for a year and a half, teaching them the word of God. While Gallio was proconsul of Achaia, the Jews of Corinth made a united attack on Paul and brought him to the place of judgment. This man, they charged, is persuading the people to worship God in ways contrary to the law. Just as Paul was about to speak, Gallio said to them, if you Jews were making a complaint about some misdemeanor or serious crime, it would be reasonable for me to listen to you. But since it involves questions about words and names and your own law, settle the matter yourselves. I will not be a judge of such things. So he drove them off. Then the crowd there turned on Sosthenes, the synagogue leader, and beat him in front of the proconsul. And Gallio showed no concern whatever. Paul stayed on in Corinth for some time. David Suchet reading for us from Acts 18, the first 17 verses. 
and a special thanks to BibleGateway.com for the audio. So much of this passage is familiar to us in our troubled time. Threats from those in power, public beatings, protests. Do you still believe Scripture can speak to us in power today? I sure do. This is a message we need to hear. Now, we heard him read the Scripture, but let's go to this documentary. When David Suchet, a man who became a Christian coming out of Judaism at age 40, actually visits the city of Corinth. When Paul first arrived in Corinth around AD 50, this was a young and dynamic city with attitudes to match. Unlike Athens, it had been rebuilt as a Roman colony less than a hundred years earlier. Free of religious and intellectual traditions, Paul had more room to operate. According to Acts, he set up shop and started earning a living as a tent maker. Archaeologist Guy Sanders, excavation director here for the last 15 years, agreed to show me around. Guy, this looks like a major street or road. What's around it? It's the major road of the city. It's the Cardo Maximus. It's the main north-south drag in the city of Corinth. So where we're walking now, Paul would have walked? Many times, I would have thought, yes. And would he have had a shop here in these colonnades? I think this was a high rent for Paul. It's more like Harrods than the kind of place that you would find a a tent maker's shop. He would have been a few streets over, I think. (laughs) Why would Paul have come here then? What was special about Corinth? Well, it was one of the biggest cities uh, in the empire. Um, It had fantastic harbour facilities on both coasts. So there would have been hundreds of thousands of people living in the region and engaged in international trade. So people may have come from as far away as Britain and Egypt and the Black Sea. Britain here? I think highly likely you had people from the northwest of Europe as well as from the farthest flung parts of the empire. And by coming here, Paul had a captive audience. And when they left again, they would be perhaps taking his message far further than he could carry it. Did he have a a strategy, do you think, in coming here? He stayed in Corinth for about um, 18 months, um, which I think suggests that he did have a strategy and he'd invested a lot of money and effort in trying to establish his church in Corinth. He had to support himself somehow, and he was a tent maker, as you said. And the kind of society that he moved in was probably the lower, the poorer echelons of society. We're talking about eight in ten people would have been at the poverty line. But I imagine that he had a, a lot of contacts with people within his peer group. There's no reason why he wouldn't be sitting outside a shop making his tents and so that he could talk to people who are passing by on the streets and some people he'd meet once and many people would come back and um, talk again. A little excerpt from David Suchet in the footsteps of Paul in the city of Corinth. Paul's situation was certainly different than our own, but the solution remains the same. The message of Jesus, the Messiah. This stop in Corinth was on Paul's second missionary journey. Other cities on the trip included Philippi, Thessalonica, Berea, Athens. But in this roughly two-year journey, he spent a year and a half of it exclusively in Corinth. Why do you think he did that? Not because it was a great vacation spot. The reason he stayed was because Jesus told him to stay. In the midst of all kinds of trouble, Jesus was still at his side. Aren't you thankful he remains with us by his spirit today? When Paul 
first set foot in Corinth, he began by trying to persuade the attendees of the local synagogue that the Messiah they had been waiting for had arrived, and his name was Jesus. He was so committed to this message that, as we heard in verse 5, he devoted himself exclusively to preaching. We read an interesting description in the next verse. Paul's hearers began to oppose him. They became abusive. The Greek word abusive here is to blaspheme. It's not uncommon in the Bible for this word to be used to describe mistreatment of a person, but sobering it is to realize that here they blasphemed Paul by abusing him. Their actual target of their blasphemy was the Son of God. This seems to have been just a small scuffle, but later, as we heard in verse 12, and beyond that, a more organized mob dragged Paul before the governor, Gallio. This was a crowd of Jews taking their own kinsmen to a Gentile court, hoping they could persuade him to punish Paul severely. But Gallio recognized that their problem with Paul had nothing to do with him or his status as a Roman leader. And when he wouldn't take action, the crowd's rage turned on their own synagogue leader, Sosthenes, beating him right in front of Gallio. So much trouble, so much injustice, so much danger. But aren't you glad that even in the midst of this chaos, there was peace? While Paul was facing life-threatening situations, the Lord was using these very trials to draw people to himself. That's something God has never stopped doing. Whether it's a pandemic that brings the world to its knees or a nation burning in the flames of racial injustice and riots even, God is still drawing people to himself by his spirit. In the case of Paul, even as he faced opposition, he saw the spirit working. First, Crispus, another synagogue leader, received the gospel and his entire household believed in Jesus. After that, the message spread much as the passage says, many of the Corinthians who heard Paul believed and were baptized. This was evidence of what Jesus himself would later say to Paul in verse 10. I have many people in this city. Jesus saw what was going on in the city. He knew that Paul was facing real life threats. He knew that the political climate was heating up. Nevertheless, the Lord knows who are his and the sheep know the voice of the shepherd. Sometimes it feels like the world is tearing apart at the seams, but not to Jesus. In him, things still hold together. And you can know that, not because everything will suddenly get better. You can know it because even through the chaos, the Lord knows who belongs to him. Minneapolis, Louisville, Los Angeles, Chicago, no matter the danger, the Lord says, I have many people in this city. Let's pray for our world, and let's look through the eyes of faith to see what great things God might be doing even through sinners like us. Let's talk to the Lord. Let's do it. Let's pray right now. Father in heaven, we come to you on this weekend thanking you for salvation, thanking you for the Christians that went before us like the Apostle Paul. Lord, thank you that you're still reaching out and you have many people on almost every spot on planet Earth. Lord, speak to us even this weekend. May we take our lives and put them in your hands, trusting in the cross, trusting that you will look after us.
and you'll never let us go. Jesus, you are the Good Shepherd. May we never forget that. May we pour our lives out even now for the sake of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. We lift our voices. We lift our heads. We lift our lives up to you. We are an offering. Lord, use our voices. Lord, use our know his full first name, but his name is Christian from his album, Mirror of Your Heart, and we are an offering on this Haven Today and a program called 10,000 Miles with Paul. Would you like to follow in the footsteps of Paul? His journey in life and on the road is always encouraging, and I want you to be blessed by watching the two-part DVD called In the Footsteps of Paul. It's hosted by British actor David Suchet, who you heard earlier in the program. Originally made for the BBC, this documentary will help you to read your Bible with a new sense of realism as you see so many of the places Paul traveled as he planted the young church of Jesus Christ. 
It's almost as good as traveling there yourself. Make a gift to help us keep sharing Jesus. You can make your gift on our website at haventoday.org. Haventoday.org. Or call us by phone right now for your copy of In the Footsteps of Paul at 865 Haven. That's 865 Haven. And just before we go, I want to invite you to become a Haven partner. During these summer months when giving is lean, we really do value our partners who have agreed to give automatically every month to help us keep the AC on during these warmer months. If you've been blessed by our ministry, would you pray about being a blessing to us? Ask about it when you call or learn more about it when you visit haventoday.org. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? When again, together, we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. For your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Unfinished tasks can be a nightmare, can't they? Too many times I've started a project only to realize the time or skill or cost required was much greater than I thought. So the project went unfinished for too long. When I finally got around to finishing it, it's not a sense of accomplishment, but relief that it's no longer hanging over my head. Jesus Christ is not like that. In Philippians 1.6, the Apostle Paul tells us, He who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ Jesus. The project of salvation is not finished, but it's not an unfinished project. Jesus knew the cost. He actively worked to bring us home. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.